I was, for example, the first week still eating bread that contained dairy. So it was still kind of a transition, but in our mindset, we were already vegan. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Green Hero Podcast. This is Ricard, founder of Green Hero, your go-to source for making plant-based eating easy and enjoyable. Each week, we'll be digging into the inspiring journeys of people who live a plant-based lifestyle to tease out the most effective and fun ways to add more plants to your life. Today's guest is Timo Kramp, a Dutch designer and founder of Kindly Made Studio, a design agency focused solely on plant-based brands. After bouncing around as a freelance designer at major design firms in Amsterdam, Timo felt that he wanted to use his skills for a purpose that he aligned with. It was around the same time that he saw the documentary Cowspiracy and became vegan. The movie made a huge impression on him and shortly after, Kindly Made Studio was born. Now, only a few years later, Kindly Made Studio is thriving, and Timo has created branding, visual identities, packaging, advertising for plant-based brands like Willycroft, Foodimus, Dutch Vegan Magazine, among others. Besides crushing it with his design agency, Timo has a huge passion for good food and invests his time developing recipes and cooking for his family. Timo, welcome and thank you for joining our podcast. I am super excited to have you on this episode and to speak with someone who is bringing shape and form to plant-based products. Like personally, I think the design plays a huge role in the success of the plant-based market. And I'm really excited to hear like how did this journey start for you? Was it a personal journey that started first? Or did you start working with plant-based brands and that kind of took you into becoming more interested in eating plant-based food yourself. So curious to to start hearing about that. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm really happy and excited to be on here. To answer your question, it started from a personal uh, perspective. Back in 2017, my dad came back from a business trip and he saw Cowspiracy on the plane. And he told us that he was quite shocked and he wanted to show it to us. And at that time, I was still living with my parents. And I remembered we all sat down on a Sunday morning, all in our pajamas on the couch and watched Cowspiracy. And I was very shocked, but also I felt inspired and motivated to do something with it. And that's the moment when I suggested to my family to try this vegan thing because, you know, I never heard of veganism and I thought vegetarian was, you know, the maximum what you could be. So vegan was completely new to me. So I suggested to try this for a month and said, like, we'll see what happens. We're probably not going to die from it. We're all ever since that moment, we're all still vegan. So that's over five years. Wow, that's that's crazy. Is that uh, so? Your entire family went vegan together, then? Yeah, yeah. So my mom, my dad, and my sister are also vegan. And now, after that, I met my girlfriend, and she's also vegan. So 
I also convinced her to go with us. So yeah, it's very helpful when when you do this together and you yeah. start this journey together. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And how was that process for you guys? Did you just go like one day to the other? You said like, okay, we're just going to eat vegan food. How was that? Because I, I guess you had been eating like a normal kind of meat-based diet before, especially living in in a country like, like Holland, where I'm sure like meat and dairy is pretty big, right? Yeah, that's true. It's pretty big. And yeah, I was I was living this, yeah, let's say normal life <laughs> or I had this normal diet that everyone knows. And yeah, I went from one day to the other, I went I went vegan. So overnight, <laughs> the day before I went vegan, I ate, still ate a kebab with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it can go it can go weird sometimes in life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. And when when it was just, well, I'm just curious, you know, like one day to the other, like what did you start eating after you decided that you were like, we're going vegan tomorrow? What was like the first week like, or even the first day? What did you eat the first day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it was quite a challenge because, like I said, I didn't even knew what veganism was, so I did make some mistakes. So. I was, for example, the first week still eating bread that contained dairy. So it was still kind of a transition. But in our mindset, we were already vegan, let's say, if that makes sense. But yeah, we we ate a lot of vegetables, uh, I think. Fruit, vegetables, beans. So yeah, we were kind of hardcore, (laughs) if I could say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that I, I found really interesting with what you're saying that well we we had a transition and maybe some of the things that we were eating had dairy in it and we were not aware but you say in our heads we were already vegan and that i find pretty interesting because you know making a transition is not easy and for some people it can take like years to get to being fully vegan or fully vegetarian and what i find curious is that you use like the word like we in our heads we were already vegan uh, that's kind of an interesting way of looking at a transition. I think that's as that's pretty cool. Is that something you guys were kind of aware of? Yeah, I think I think it all starts from there. You know, it's I think it's most of it. It's a a mental <laughs> transition, if I can call it like that. Yeah, of course. It starts with you know breaking that barrier and to gather more information about veganism. And I think cowspiracy was for me that barrier to dive deeper into the information and you know how more information you get about veganism and reasons to become vegan or to adopt a vegan lifestyle because you know there are so many reasons why you why you should be vegan that you know there's almost for me there was a point of no return so you know i could never go back to the life that i had and yeah, maybe I'm also kind of <laughs> weird in that case that, you know, I can just like switch it off and think like, let's be creative with the food that I, I want to eat right now. So it felt like a challenge. And because I think because we did it with the family, it also became fun to yeah. do this together. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear this. And, and I know that like when we, when we change our behaviors, like one way of changing our behavior is to change our environment, right? And doing this as a group with your families, basically you change your environment 
all four of yeah. you, right? Yeah. And that's a really interesting thing to kind of do this as a family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And still. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's still a lot of fun. I, I hear you. I hear. You. And and how does this feel like different now? When when you say like no, we're we're vegan, and I assume maybe your family is everybody's vegan, still vegan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that feel different for you guys now? When does it feel like more of a, like a conviction? We have done this because of the environment, or was it like animal welfare, or like what is it that you kind of connect with right now that makes it like I want to continue with this? I think. All of the the reasons, yeah, why you should adopt the vegan lifestyle. So the environment, that's what triggered me at first because of cowspiracy, of course. But for me, the, the most important reason is animal welfare. Mm-hmm. That just totally convinced me. And that also keeps me vegan, I think, because, you know, I can't see meat and dairy as food anymore. I can only see the animal cruelty that's behind that because, you know, I looked it up, you know, I've looked at these documentaries like Earthlings and Dominion and the one from Ed Winter. So if you have seen this, I think you can't see that anymore. So that's for me a very important reason why I'm doing this. And also, you know, to say to myself, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, that's interesting. And to switch gears a little bit, now if we start more, you know, like you run a uh, creative agency that do branding and help basically focused on plant-based brands to to build out their branding and their visual identities. How did that kind of work out? And like with your conviction of being vegan and you said like, I'm going to jump into this market, do you feel as well that there is a market big enough to just like focus on this? Because I think it's really interesting to have an agency like yours that is only focused on this and that kind of becomes your brand as well, right? But do you feel like that the market is big enough for you to work in? That's a very good question. I think when I started in 2019, the market was not that big as it is right now. And I think it's still a small market in comparison to the meat and dairy market or like the food market in general, let's say. But I think because of this approach, you have a very clear vision on who you want to help and who you can help in this case. So it's it's very easy to find to find clients, let's say. And because of your approach, you already have this connection with someone because you're probably doing this because of a more general goal that we, we all have, I think, kind of as vegans mm-hmm. to make the world a better place. Yeah, and that, that's what I really felt when I was freelancing before that. I was working at big design firms and mm-hmm. it was great learned a lot in this i think two to three years but at that certain point you know when you're a few years into veganism you know so much about the industry and everything that's behind it that it began to bother me a lot that you know i was telling everybody about veganism how great it is and all my friends always had to hear it for me but still every single day i was building brands and campaigns for brands that that really didn't support that value that that i had so i thought the only thing that i have to change is the people that i work with and take all that information to them to help vegan brands accelerate and, and grow in this market yeah that's interesting i really like that's that's a wonderful conviction and 
to decide like this is what I think is right and this is how I'm going to focus my energy to create a better world basically. That's really, really cool. So what do you think about like when, when a plant-based brand comes to you, do they have like a focus strategy or like how do you start working with them? And what do you think is important from a branding perspective for a plant-based brand to kind of win in, in this kind of day? You know, they still compete with a lot of like animal-based brands. Mm-hmm. So, so how, how do you approach these things when, when, you, when a client comes to you? Sometimes a client already did a lot of research and knows very well what she or he wants. But we we always have a so-called discovery session before we start a project. And I always offer this to people that I'm talking with. This discovery session is a session where we try to discover the goals of the of the brand, the sales goals, the target audiences. And based on what we have learned in the two years, in the last two years, in the plant-based industry, we have created four new target audiences, which are all connected in a way to veganism. So we've made an interactive session where we try to see which target group fits best with your brand. And based on that, we have a good foundation to build this brand on. And we can see like, okay, who is who is interested in your product? Who would be the people that buy your product? And where should we sell the product, for example? So we dive pretty deep into this matter. So hmm. I see, I yeah. see. And how do you feel like the has the is the audience like normally like a focus on one audience to design? I mean, a lot of the brands that I'm kind of seeing in the grocery store myself right now, it's kind of a fun branding. It's kind of a lively branding that a lot of plant-based brands have. Is that you feel like a trend that it's not like super just like elegantly designed and it feels a little bit more fun? Is that kind of a trend or how do you see that where the trends are moving right now in this space? Yeah, I think you you saw that very good because I think it's trend right now. It's very bold and vibrant and friendly. And that's that are the words or the keywords that we hear quite often. Mm-hmm. And I think you've touched a interesting point there because most of the time if we talk with clients, the focus group is actually not the vegans. And the vegans understand this, you know, brand and this this visual language very well but still you know the main focus should be on the non-vegans or the people that are interested in transitioning a bit or trying Mm -hmm. out vegan products so we're now working on a brand actually where we try to really focus on how the food looks and it's a meaty based brand Mm -hmm. so we try to make it very manly not 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 in a way manly but you know in this very traditional old meat style butcher shop kind of vibe Mm -hmm. okay yeah (laughs) yeah like a little bit more rustic maybe yeah yeah i think that's the right translation of that Mm -hmm. i was looking for the words but you know, a bit more darker branding. So people don't really make that connection with plant-based mm-hmm. that quick. You know, it's it's still plant-based and we still communicate that. But from your first eye, it should attract people that are non-vegan and really like meat. Because, you know, this product really tastes like meat and it's quite revolutionary. So, yeah, we wanted to change that trend that's happening a bit right now. That's interesting. And I don't know if the majority of brands you work with are based in Europe 
because you know we're here in New York City, and one of the things that we see the difference between European brands who are operating or just brands that operate in Europe compared to the U.S. is that the European market there's such awareness around plant-based products and why to eat plant-based food, especially around like the climate. While here in the U.S., we don't really have that media support. It's kind of up to the brands to really push this out to the public. Do you feel that in the markets that you've been working on that you already have, like you kind of are riding this wave in Europe that people are wanting to get into this and you kind of provide them with a product? Because here in the U.S., we kind of have to create awareness as well for the public, not just create brands. Yeah, I think you're right in the case. Our client group is still very European-based. And we've just finished the rebranding of Willycroft Cheese. And Willycroft is a vegan cheese brand from Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And they create cheese based on the way dairy-based cheese is made. Because the founder of the brand was the grandson of a dairy farmer. Mm -hmm, I see. Mm -hmm. And he, he created this brand because of the environment. He wanted to help the environment. And they even created a campaign where you can make Mother Nature your CEO of your brand. Mm. So with all the decisions you make, you first have to see if Mother Nature agrees with this in, in, a, court, in a short summary, uh, mm -hmm. I would say. And this rebranding was actually focused on communicating a lot about the environment and also about the ingredients that were in the products that even if you have a vegan cheese like them which was at that time based on nuts um, seeds can still have a ecological footprint and they now transitioned their ingredients from nuts and seeds to mainly beans which has a lot less carbon footprint yeah and so that awareness is I think in the last years, especially when COVID hit and people, you know, started rethink, rethinking their lifestyle and wanted to adopt more sustainable food and sustainable way of living into their lives, you know, that helped making that transition to this awareness a bit more easy. And what I see from US right now, because in US, we don't have a youth client base yet. It's starting. And it's mainly focused on the taste of the product and, you know, showing that you can eat vegan and it tastes exactly the same like meat. It looks the same. It smells the same. I think it's an, an interesting contrast, but it's, it's coming closer to each other. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, Timo, thank you so much for explaining this. We kind of have to wrap up. So I wanted to kind of close with asking you as well that... Who impresses you at the moment? Maybe it's in, in the plant-based space. Is there any organization, brand, or person that you think people should check out that you think is doing some amazing job? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> and a really hard one as well. <laughs> well, let me say this. I am very impressed by the community. And I'm very impressed how all the brands and Everyone is working together to, you know, make this happen. Mm -hmm. I feel that there is something happening right now, which is like almost making plant-based food mainstream. So I'm very impressed by the community and so many people. So 
I think <laughs> I think that might be my answer. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that makes total sense. Yeah, you can definitely feel that that it's a big moment. There's a big bus going on right now across the world within this space, and it is really exciting. Yeah. So. Anybody who would like to connect with you, where can they find you online? If it's your URL or on Twitter, Instagram, or whatnot? Yeah, you can find us on our website, kindlymade.studio, or on our Instagram, same, kindlymade.studio. Or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Timo Krem. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Timo. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I'm wishing you the best for the future. And go ahead and design some awesome products for some awesome brands. Thank you so much. That was our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. The Green Hero Podcast was produced by Andrew Rojek, and I'm your host, Ricard Bjorktal. I'll see you next week for another conversation from our colorful plant-based world. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with a friend. If you haven't already, you can also find Green Hero in the App Store. Download our app and start enjoying a plant-based lifestyle today. You can also find us on the web at the URL greenhero.life and on Twitter and Instagram where we operate under the handle Green Hero Life. All right, see you next week. Bye-bye.